Hey, beautiful ladies. Welcome to Femme. I'm Kira Love, and together with Kimberly Wellman, we are Femme NWM. We are redefining, redesigning, and realigning business for women in a way where you can truly connect, create, feel, and embody the wildfire success that you desire. We will give you the real talk of building a business while guiding you through the new paradigm of high-level feminine leadership, energetics, and strategy so you can feel anchored in clarity, alignment, vision, and certainty. We will hold space for you to peel back the layers of conditioning and move safely with any shadows that you're ready to be transformed by your true light and personal power so you can walk with purity, grace, magnetic energy, confidence, inner trust, and an elegant boldness that is authentic and captivating. We are here to walk with you as you return to your full expression of divine alignment so that you can truly create mission-driven impact that sets your soul on fire and an abundant income that continuously flows into your world. By having a seat at our table, cocktail in hand, you will calibrate to the frequency of our success structure and strategies as we unlock the keys to magnetic marketing, branding where your aura leads the way, and sales that feel effortless where your audience feels so eager and honored to do business with you. We are bringing fun and femme to how we do business. This is a world where the only thing you're selling is your genuine passion and purpose to the most aligned audience in the most high energy frequency that feels fresh, clean, and exciting. Babe, you are the magnet. It's time to let her out to play. Let's calibrate. Welcome to another episode of Femme and WM. Today, Kira and I are so excited to have a conversation around a topic that has been requested for a while now, and that is all around a Femme money mindset. So we're going to be giving you some of the most potent and powerful money calibration keys that We have lived, we have experienced, we have embodied within ourselves, and we're so passionate about sharing these with you today because they have been absolutely life-changing for us, and we know they will absolutely lead you to some of those light bulb moments, those those inner shifts and those full body tingles that signal some beautiful new awareness and clarity for you to explore as well. So everything that we share today is based on our own personal experiences and beliefs. So let's dive straight in and talk about the money, honey. I would love to <laughs> kick it off with our first calibration key. Uh, over to you, Kira. Thank you. Yes. Well, this is a topic that is very controversial and it can be triggering for a lot of us, particularly if you're new to doing this work. So I encourage you to remember that the places that you feel an internal resistance or a trigger, dissolving this resistance, leaning in, this is the portal to the next version of you. So playful out in this conversation and really just sit in that self-awareness energy. So the first code that I want to share with you is that money has 
no judgment of you whatsoever. (laughs) In fact, if it did, if it had the capacity to, there would only be unconditional acceptance and love. So the thing about money, I know we've all heard money is energy and lots of different stories around relating to money, but the truth is money is an object. (laughs) Money is simply a measurement, a unit of value. Just like a centimeter is a measurement, a kilogram is a measurement, a mile is a measurement, money is simply a measurement. And what it measures is value. And it is, of course, subjective, right? So value is subjective. And value is simply something that either increases our satisfaction or decreases our pain. So essentially, money is a unit of choice. It gives us more choice to have that which we value. It gives us freedom in our choices. So the more money we have, the more choices we have. So let's look at some truths and just unravel a few of our conditionings here before we really dive into this. Because money is not personal, it is simply structural. And when we understand this, we get to draw a line in the sand and really get to move forward and create a more fulfilling relationship around money. So you can be happy and have money and you can be unhappy and have lots of money. You can do bad things in the world and have lots of money and you can do good things in the world and have lots of money. You can work really hard and really don't like like what you do and you can be abundant or you can love what you do and work in flow and you can still be abundant. So money doesn't care if you have a profound reason why you want it. It doesn't care if you work really, really hard to get it. (laughs) And when we realize this, we can actually just relax (laughs) when it comes to thinking about money. Because I know one of my conditionings was certainly that you had to work really, really, really hard to have money. And as someone who has their highest value as freedom, you can see how that's a bit of a contradictory belief there in order to call more money in. Uh, And what I've realized is the truth is there is an infinite amount of ways that we can create more of a flow of money in our world, right? And we get to be ourselves doing it. When we understand money isn't personal, it doesn't care whether you're bad or good, or you work hard, or you love what you do, we get to be ourselves creating abundance. And we get to create our own experience of our universe, right? So in my world, I live in an and universe. So I've learned that I can be a good mom and I can create abundance. I can be a good human and I can be wealthy, right? It gets to amplify who we are at the deepest level. And in fact, I believe I've really access the most authentic version of myself because money has allowed me to have more freedom of choice, more units of choice. But we have to first understand that money is completely neutral. It's completely neutral. It's a neutral resource. It's not judging you. It never has judged you. 
And money itself doesn't care about your vibration. I know this is going against a lot of what we've been taught, but it doesn't care about your vibration. And you have to realize that you don't have to be anything else in order to have it. It's how we're relating to it that determines how it shows up in our world. So money isn't the energy. We are the energy. It's often a measurement of the energy we are bringing and the value we are exchanging with the world. So you are the influencer of the energy around money. Your beliefs, your actions, your inactions, um, your approach to money, this is the energy. And we are the frequency that is influencing how money shows up in our world. One of the things that always gives me grounding around the way that I view money in my world is understanding that abundance is always present. It is always present. We don't create the abundance. What we create as humans is the limitations to accessing the abundance that is already available. So many of us are living in these structures of shame and guilt around money. We have to realize that you having more and me having more doesn't mean less for others. In fact, when we have more, we actually create more pathways for others to access more abundance in their world too. So it doesn't matter how wealthy I am or how wealthy you are, it's not taking away from anyone else. It's actually giving you the power to create more impact. And when we realize this, we get to recode some of those shame and guilt conditionings that are residing in our subconscious. So the truth is money in our world, the creation of abundance happens inside before it happens outside. And where we put our focus is going to determine how it's showing up for us. When we focus on what we don't want and all of the scarcity and limitations that we feel are existing in our reality, if this is where we're investing our time, then we simply amplify those feelings of shame, guilt, lack, and scarcity. But when we can learn to shift and habituate this shift of focus and energy into creating what we do desire, and this is where we channel all of that focus and activity, then we amplify the creation of what we do want in our world. These thoughts become creation in motion. Hopefully that sets a nice little foundation for you to flow on with the next code, Kimberly. But we really wanted to begin this by creating that very real structure that, you know what, money is simply an object. It's simply a unit of choice. It doesn't judge you. It doesn't really actually care what kind of human you are. We get to create the relationship and the story around that. I love that. And it's we're only one code in and I'm sitting here and I can feel my frequency just raising, listening to every word of that. So if you have any aha moments during this episode, I know many of you are inside our private Facebook group or following us along on Instagram. We want to hear these shifts from each of these calibration keys as well. But the next one that I want to dive into is very simple, but it's very potent and pure. And this calibration key is, it is safe to declare that it is about the money. So this does flow on from that first key 
that it's safe. It's okay. It's not something to feel guilty or shameful about to be able to sit in your own authority and own that it is about the money. Desiring money just because you want it and you value it, right, creates a strong foundation for attracting more. But so often, particularly for us as women, we hide away from being even even able to declare that and admit that to ourselves. And if that's the case, there's just no inner certainty or self-assurance or self-trust there. So why would we create more of something that subconsciously we're not owning? So you have to declare to yourself that money is a part of the journey instead of shying away from it. And I'm speaking from experience here, right? It is about the money. As you said, Kira, money reflects the impact and value. And to me, money is a high form of love as well. And this is particularly important for those of you that might be in business, right? Every business is centered around a product or a service. And with that comes sales and money. Now, I used to be the woman who couldn't declare or even speak about money because with the coding that I had in my subconscious, it was just, it was that taboo subject, right? It was just frowned upon and and something that you don't talk about. But the years that I hid from the fact that I was actually here to create money and it was a very important part of my life, they were the years when I was in financial fear and stress and I was broke. So if you put yourself in proximity with successful people living their dreams, making a huge impact, changing lives and running wildly abundant businesses, one of the first things they'll always declare is yes, right? It's about the money as well. So I began modeling those beliefs and those behaviors while doing this um, deconditioning work on myself. It's been a journey, absolutely, because success leaves clues. We've all heard that before. And I have so much evidence inside my life and business that, you know what, when I fell in love with money, it also fell in love with me. So money is always, it's side by side with you, right? It's not this thing that we put up on the, the pedestal. What it, whenever we do that, whenever we put anything on a pedestal in life, it becomes something out there. And as soon as we do that, we're creating an even bigger gap and widening that gap for ourselves. So I have learned to have a very, very unique relationship with money from this one code, right? Because it's love, it's safety, it's security, it's impact, it's service, it's super clean and I value it highly because I can declare that it is about the money. Ooh, I love that. Let's unpack that a little bit more by moving on to the next code, Kim, because it um, definitely stands by side by side and that's our relationship with money. So this code is, I am in a deeply fulfilling, trusting and loving relationship with money because everybody has a relationship with money and it's how we are relating to it that determines how it shows up in our world. So it's our constructs that we have created and that we have allowed our external world to influence that has built 
the structure that we're relating to money in. And most of this relationship is unconscious. So when we can bring this relationship to light and accept without judgment what beliefs are no longer serving us, we can begin creating conscious constructs and taking conscious actions that reflect more of what we do want to create around wealth. That first step is normalizing our relationship with money because we need money to survive. That's the simple reality. Money is survival. We are programmed as human beings to desire money and to be inspired by money. But any relationship is a two-way street, right? So it can only be as close to you as you feel as close to it. And I want you to imagine this for a moment. I want you to imagine having a significant relationship in your life and you treated that human the same way that you are relating to money. So you shame and guilt that person, you push them away and then you pull them close and then you push them away again. You're constantly rejecting them. You're jealous of them. You hide them in your life. You're wasteful of that relationship. How would that person relate to you after being treated that way, especially after years of that kind of toxic relationship. So when we can really look at this and own this, we get to take that ownership and turn it into a deeply fulfilling and trusting relationship that is going to create the the life that you want and bring those desires closer to you. So the truth is money has always been there for you but it's waiting for you to be accepting of that truth. And it can only reflect your relationship to it, right? Because it's it's an object. So how you talk about it, how you treat it, how you use it, how much you allow it to play in your life and flow in your life and generate in your world creates the construct of how it can show up for you. And the other curious thing to look at And I really, this was big for me when I realized this, when I looked at my relationship with money throughout my history, what I realized was that money had always been there for me and it had always showed up at my energetic minimum. So have a look at your history and and see and validate and acknowledge that money has always been there for you and your energetic minimum that you have set in your energy has always been met by money. Now, I want to give you a few doorways to reflect on and explore when it comes to your relationship with money because there are some common blind spots that are causing limitations for you. And these include our subconscious loyalties, so our fear to outgrow our um, our family ties, so being loyal and usually that's at a subconscious level to where our family are at financially. Um, Also, our self-fulfilling prophecies. So I know we've talked a little bit about this before, but really having a look at those subconscious codings that have been passed through your generations. So for example, if you 
uh, if you come from a family of single mothers where scarcity has been a theme um, or if you have been brought up believing that money doesn't grow on trees and being the Aussie battler is something to strive for and to be proud of, then if this is at a subconscious level in your coding, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy unless we choose to recode with self-led prophecies that you get to be a wealthy, abundant woman, that you are the woman that breaks that chain and that cycle so that the women after you, your daughters and your granddaughters get to create a new prophecy that is passed down through the generations. Another Uh, restrictive uh, block that can be there is our contradictory and conflicting beliefs that build resistance. So for example, we desire more, but we believe money is evil. Or if we have more, others will have less. Or we desire more, but we believe that it's much more profound to suffer in life. (laughs) Um, So for example, we've told We've been told you've got to work hard, you've got to get a good job, yet money isn't isn't important. Like how contradictory is that? Work hard, get a good job, buy a house, pay the mortgage, but then you're also coded with the belief, well, money isn't isn't important. Um, Money is evil, but you're lucky if you win the lottery. Like how fucked up are we? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This is, it's insane, right? It actually is insanity. Um, We've been taught that money can't possibly be spiritual, but we go to church and we have to tithe. Or money is the root of all evil, right? But the truth is there are evil poor people and evil rich people. So again, we have to untangle our conflicting beliefs because if we say we're desiring it, but we're showing up with the energy and the action that reflects these contradictory subconscious beliefs, then we're constantly in this two-step forward, one-step back motion, or even worse, standing still. So the reality is, as I said before, you don't have to become anyone different to have abundance you don't have to fix yourself. You don't have to spend years in personal development. Um, you don't, if you don't have abundance, the truth is you're simply just not adding value in a way that others want to pay for it. And the reason why you're not is because of these beliefs and stories and self-worth codes um, that have you choosing behaviors that are a match for those beliefs instead of ones that inspire you into action and that call you forward into a life of abundance. So the first step here, as Kimberly alluded to before, is just being honest with yourself. Like step one, actually owning your desires and choosing to love money. You can't progress beyond that if you try and bypass this step. We have to dissolve this shame and guilt around money for in order for us to manifest our desires. Desire is an anchor for manifestation and desire is spiritual. Without desire, we would stand still as a human race. Desire drives our evolution. It is a gift from God and we have to untangle ourselves from the beliefs and constructs that we've absorbed from others so that we can move on with clean energy around money. And then we have to focus our energy and action 
on things that are aligned with our desires. So action is the highest form of communication. I'll say that again. Action is the highest form of communication. So how we currently orientate ourselves around money is a powerful communication of what money codes are residing in our subconscious. Your wealth is not created doing the mirror work. It's not created doing the affirmations. Although these can be a powerful support, they are not the framework for us creating abundance. It's our action, our behavior, it's our beliefs that drive this action and behavior that drives an aligned or misaligned action. So every small action we choose to take is a powerful suggestion to our subconscious. So it's about stacking these small habits that are aligned, that demonstrate to our subconscious over and over again when it comes to money that we are a portal for wealth and abundance. And when we align our actions to this and we continue to habit stack and create this powerful suggestion to our subconscious that we are coded for wealth, we align ourselves with our desires. So step one, powerfully declaring and standing in our truth of what we desire and then taking the action that is aligned. It is simply structural. It's the practical psychology of manifestation that how we move every day affirms that we are a match for our desires. So you can do all of the journal work, all of the meditations, all of the I am statements, but if your action isn't communicating the result that you desire, then the result you desire will continue to evade you. So be mindful of what stories you are attaching to your goals. What do you want? Why do you want it? I want to remind you here that anything outside of because I want to, because it would just feel good, is just a story that you are making up that is misaligned with your core truth. Every answer outside of because I want to is you trying to have some kind of noble purpose or justification for your desires and justification and purpose actually isn't necessary. In fact, it is a block and a resistance that is in the way. Having an excuse or a validation or thinking that it has to be earned or that you have to prove your worthiness um, or your beliefs that it has to be really, really hard, anything outside of because I want to is work for you to do because it is a block that is in the way. So your homework here that I would love for you to do is to think about this relationship you currently have with money. Do you allow it to support you or do you push it away with your thoughts and actions? Because money gets to be whatever you want it to be because it's a neutral object and we put the energy into it. Money always works out for us and it's always been there for you. And if we want to stretch and grow our money, we have to stretch and grow ourselves and align ourselves to a new level. So Kim, I'm excited to hear the next code. Mm, yes. Well, I'm going to invite everyone just to take a moment and take a deep breath in. If it's available to you, uh, you might like to close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to feel the difference between these two statements. So the first one is, 
I make money. The second one is I receive money. Now, there's a whole different frequency between the two, isn't there, right? To receive is to be open and you get to decide and I think, you know, this is what you've just said so beautifully, Kira, you get to decide on your own personal laws in life, right? Because nothing has meaning until you give it a meaning. And, you know, the laws of the world exist. The laws of the universe exist. But so do yours. What laws have you written for yourself and which ones need rewriting? Because I can create my own laws. So can you. How we see the world is how we shape the world, right? And we all have our own vibrational signature. We're we're that predominant force of our own energy. So why would you not... (laughs) be the one to enjoy to enjoy an abundance of money? Why wouldn't you receive it? Why wouldn't you be that beautiful open portal or that vortex that receives that beautiful, loving abundance? So money, you know what, it's very important to me and I, and I, I do take it seriously and it might have taken me, what am I now? I'm, I'm 41 now. Um, my, my eyes and my heart and my energy really op- only opened up to this concept five years ago. So it did take me a while to get this, but it's never too late to create a beautiful relationship with it and change your trajectory pretty damn quickly for you and, as you alluded to before, Kira, for your, your children. If you, want, um, if you want your kids to receive an abundance of money, and tell them that they're worthy and that they can be, do and have anything that they want in this universe. Or why aren't you? Why is that law a hard one for you? What are you clinging to? What limitations are you arguing for to stay still where you are right now rather than step into that beautiful, expansive abundance? Set the standard of your personal laws around money, right? I receive money. Money is limitless. I receive it with love and ease and worthiness. Money is peace. Money is security. So which laws are you going to choose to to embrace from today? I love that so much, Kim. If I were to be really vulnerable here for a moment, I think one of the driving forces in my life that I am always consciously uh, working on is my desire for certainty, which is a very common feminine trait as well. Um, But I know that I have achieved a lot of safety and security through wealth. And this leads me on to the next code beautifully as well. And that is that wealth gets to be the amplification of our authentic self. So the more money we have, the more us we can be. Now, hear me out on this because I know that that might feel like a little bit of conflict inside when you hear that. But the truth is, if money is a unit of choice, which means it's a unit of freedom for us to choose what we do with our time, time being our most precious, valuable asset, then it means that the more money we have, the more we can live in alignment with our values. I want to give you some examples of how this shows up in my world and why I feel like the most expanded and authentic version of me 
when I have more flow of wealth in my world. So my highest values are family, freedom, and health. So it goes without saying I have more freedom, the more wealth I have, right? So that's definitely a big tick in my box. Um, But also family. So being able to afford the cleaner to come and help do the tasks that I don't wish to do myself, like Uh, like washing and laundry and folding and putting clothes away for six humans, I buy back hours of my time every week. And what I've noticed is the cranky mom in the afternoon when the kids come home from school no longer exists because I'm not running around stressing about the mess that they're making and that I don't have time to clean it up. And I can actually just be present with them and more joy joy filled. Now, it doesn't mean this isn't available to us this state before. It just means that it's easier to access. We've bought more time back. I can afford the organic produce, which is in alignment with my values. I can afford the personal trainer. I love adventure. I have been able to travel the world in the past eight years, whereas previous to that travel was extremely limited for me. So every day I get to live incredibly intentionally, which you always get to do regardless of your financial capacity. It just happens with more ease, grace, and flow when you have the financial structures that support your values. So what I want to say here is luxury is subjective and there is no wrong or right. And for as long as you're shaming the woman on Instagram that has her version of luxury, whether it be luxury goods or traveling around the world or being the stay-at-home mom, luxury is subjective. And owning what luxury is for us and allowing space for others to experience their joys and freedoms and luxury will unlock the capacity for more of it to flow in your world. So who would you be without financial or time limitations. And this is something you could journal on, like what would your perfect day, week, month and year look like? What would you be doing with your time if you had no financial limitations? And I promise you, you will access different versions of you when you make this a reality. So I want to conclude, Kim, by just again reiterating that money is structural and to tie a bow around this when it comes to our beautiful network marketing profession. I believe that this profession is such a great structure for for women, especially feminine women to make to receive, I was going to say make their money. <laughs> I caught myself there. To receive money through. And and this is because money gets to compound in this space. So the time that we give, money gets to compound and we get to make money doing activities that we do joyfully and that we do for free anyway. Like this is the best part, right? As women, we build community anyway. We're so connective. We're relational creatures. We love to share our gifts. We love to share our inspiration and our tips and the things that we know. You know, we share recipes. We share our favorite hairdresser. We share the nail lady that, you know, does the best nails. So we're already organically doing these behaviors. And this is a beautiful space that we get to 
create wealth doing the things that we know and love so authentically. The truth is I was doing so many of the things I'm doing in my business for free on social media anyway. And network marketing was a way for me to monetize the value that I was passionately giving the world. And so I got to create an equal exchange of value because remember, you get to serve and you get to be served by your business. There gets to be an equal exchange of energy. So be open to experiencing money, uh, business and value exchange when it comes to your gifts in new ways. Allow it to flow freely and allow yourself to receive an equal exchange of energy there. I love that, Kira, because one of the first things I think that you really taught me inside this profession when I first started six years ago now, and it's, it's probably another sneaky code that I'm adding in here, but the more that I live life from in accordance to my values, the more abundance I create, right? The more that I get to play in, you know, who I really am in that full expression to be me, the more abundance I create. So if you're listening to this, uh, you know, podcast today and maybe life is a little bit uncertain right now, maybe money is stressful and it's hard and you're playing in that energy of lack and scarcity, I want you to know that both Kira and I see you and that we have absolutely been there too. For me, that was only five years ago, right, when money was hard, when it was stressful But what I want to empower you with today is that these calibration keys, when you really embody them energetically and from that mindset point of view, and you back that up with that inspired, aligned action to create new evidence, things start to shift and they start to shift fast and at a rapid pace. And there is always a solution around you. I think that was another, you know, belief that I really embraced as I wanted to create change and create this next chapter in my life that I was so hooked on being the victim and living life in that pity party state that when I decided to become a solution creator, right, there's a big difference between a problem solver and a solution creator in this area of my life That is when, you know what, I did start creating new evidence and the abundance really showed up in my life. So right now, right, we're living in another, I'm going to call it challenging season in the world. I think I paid $7.50 for another lettuce the other day. (laughs) Inflation is going up. It's a thing. I'm aware of it. I'm not infatuated by it. It doesn't rock me at all. I'm holding that beautiful solid ground. But We're living in one of the most technological advanced worlds. There is so much opportunity around us. Uh, This beautiful profession, as you said, Kira, is just an abundant playground to nurture yourself, work on yourself, ignite that purpose and passion within you and allow the money and the abundance and the business and the passion to flow at a level that pays you abundantly and it gets to feel good. This is a beautiful profession and this is a beautiful business that you get to create that becomes that extension of your life's purpose. And the more purposeful you are, the more abundance you get to create. Can you let that land? 
Oh, and the more magnetic you become too, right? (laughs) The more fun you're having, the more money you make, baby. So to finish off today, we're going to invite you to really sit in some self-awareness time where you actually get to have a moment and consider what is your relationship with money? What is blocking you, right? Your, Your beliefs and your action right now, your mindset are a reflection of what's happening in your world right now. So what can you do to cause that expansion? What have been some of the new laws and the calibration keys and the codes that you're intentionally and deliberately going to start to embrace and act upon? Where are you holding yourself back and where are you going to take radical responsibility for that and create those solutions from a place of ease and fun and lightness because this gets to be fun, right? Money gets to be fun. It gets to be easy. So where will you take ownership and what tools are you going to put in your tool belt to start to change your trajectory? Mm, I'm going to throw one more in there and this is really left field and you may not think of it, but it's probably the most powerful shift you can make. And that is thinking about who is that next version of you, that next iteration of you that can hold that next level of wealth? Who is she? How does she show up in the world? When we talk about, you know, it gets to be fun and the more fun we have, the more money we make. I encourage you to go and book something in your diary that is really fun, that pushes you outside of your limits, that calls you to your edges and beyond. Um, I was talking to a woman yesterday, Kimberly, and she literally has been jumping out of planes for the past week to call that next version of her forward that can hold the next level of business. Now, you don't have to go and jump out of a plane, but when's the last time you took yourself to a dance class or that you showed up for an adventure that pushes your limits and your courage and causes you to grow? Are you cultivating fun in your world? Because if you're not, then the connection between money gets to be fun is going to be a lot harder to cultivate. So part of your homework is to schedule in some fun. So this has been a pretty big conversation today. There's a lot in here inside this episode. So as always, we really value hearing from you ladies, just hearing those takeaways, hearing that homework that Kira's just given you of how can you embrace more fun. So we want to hear from you ladies over on Instagram, inside our DMs. And if you're inside our private Facebook group, Fem and WM, we would love to hear some of the beliefs that have really landed for you that you're going to embrace and some of these fun new actions to amplify this beautiful, abundant part of your life and journey that is money. This is the year to fall insanely in love with you and your business. If you're ready to come and play in this frequency with us, subscribe to our podcast and email for behind the scenes business calibration keys. Join our private Facebook group and come and connect with us on Instagram. We'd love to hear what landed for you in this episode. And if you feel this might serve another woman who is ready for this message, we're excited to welcome her into this new paradigm too.